Hey, ringers, you are listening to an older episode of the Put a Ring on It podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you're on a total binge and this is your 50th, thank you. You are already a ringer in our hearts. You'll hear more about ringers in future episodes. And you'll hear in season six that we launched a Patreon community for amazing ringers just like you. But because this is an older episode, you're not yet privy to that information. And we didn't want you to miss out, so please accept our invitation to join us at patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-A-R-O-I. Patreon is a membership platform that allows amazing listeners like you to support fun-loving creatives like us in a really big way. Yeah, you can become a supporter for as little as two bucks a month, and we've got some amazing benefits for you, like getting your questions answered, one-on-ones with Danielle and I, and a ton more. All are welcome, and we can't thank you enough for your support. Okay, now on to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Warby Parker. Get five pairs of glasses to try on in your own home for five days for free, visit warbyparkertrial.com slash ring. This is the Put a Ring on It podcast. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DPNAC Weddings and fellow bride-to-be. And I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer of Daniel Moyer Photography, husband, father, and I make the best scrambled eggs in the entire world. The Put a Ring on It podcast is for brides, grooms, and anyone involved in planning a wedding who wants the confidence to pull off an amazing wedding celebration with their most favorite people on the planet. Every other week, we share practical planning advice, insider tips, and behind-the-scenes stories from our own adventures in the wedding world. We pull back the veil and have honest conversations about real things, about stressful things, and about all the things that go into planning a wedding. Are you ready? Let's do this. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! 2019! Happy New Year! 2019, that's so crazy. That was a monkey sound, Danielle. That wasn't like, no, it wasn't. You were just like, (laughs) why'd you make a monkey sound? Because I like monkeys. Back off. <laughs> I wasn't going for a monkey sound, though. That's great that you interpreted that. Do you know when I was little, I wanted to do voiceover work for, like, cartoons and stuff? You could have so, done that. So um, this is living my dream right here. I'm very excited. <laughs> I uh, I was I had a really solid Stitch voice from Lilo and Stitch, and I you would do. often practice sounding like a dolphin. So there's that. You, did, you didn't tell everybody that you were the voice for Stitch? Oh, that would be so cool. No. Can no, you can you give true. us a little peek here? Just just a little peek. <clears throat> Ohana means family, and family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Danielle, <laughs> where did you go? Where, I what even, happened? I, it's been so long since I've watched Lilo and Stitch. I just always do that line, but I, I'm starting to actually second line. guess myself that that's even sounds remotely like Stitch. No, that's right. So no, no judges, people. Oh, oh, thank you. Wow, telling a Virgo that's perfect. That's dangerous stuff it's, right there. It's on point. It's on point. Trust me. We we got our kiddo doesn't really watch that much TV, but we're currently yeah. singing lots of songs, and I'm amazed because she must do it at daycare or school or something. Um, but she's like singing the Moana song. Uh-huh. Um, just like like Rachel got a really adorable video of her yesterday, just walking around going, "I wish I be perfect, daughter, water." <laughs> matter 
I try water. <laughs> like it's over and over again. It's super adorable. Um, anyway, tangent. Sorry. Um, Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Well, not a total tangent. Today's episode, we are talking about parents, though in a very different way. <laughs> yeah, very different way. Yeah. Um, so, but an we, exciting way. Yeah, I think this is one of those sure. just honest to goodness conversations that yeah. is good to have, good to break down the walls with, good to peel back the veil, as Dan loves to say. Mm-hmm. And just, Dan and I are just going to have a good old conversation and we're going to see where this goes. Yerp. Yerp. Right, so so I you... think where where I want to start with all this, Dan, is, is, is just the fact that um, when you're getting married... Um, if you are a person who has parents or parental figures in your life, you're going to go down um, a lot of potential different paths with how they are going to want to be involved or not want to be involved in this wedding event that you are planning. And we hear a lot of different things, the good, the bad, and the ugly, with what people are experiencing. And I think the biggest thing about this podcast is showing people that there is that you're not alone in experiencing what you're experiencing and that there is a community of people around you who are there for you and willing willing to give you the a digital hug or or love or just a little bit of a pick me up that you need to know that you're not alone. And, you know, sometimes sometimes people in our life have a way of of doing things or saying things that aren't the most aren't the best at getting what you need out of you. Do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah, like, yeah it, totally, it does. The people that are really closest to us sometimes are almost the worst at getting the best out of you when maybe it should be the, the opposite, but it's just, it's just not always the case. Um, and for this episode, I just want to talk about all these different things and um, even just, just common disagreements just so that you, you hear it and you're able to maybe think about it a little bit differently or, or process it a little bit easier or vent a little bit differently or whatever it is that you need to do. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest part of it, it kind of starts with dealing with the differences in generations. So big time. Please know that the a wedding, a typical wedding, an average wedding, I hate that word, but a wedding that's happening today is often much different than the weddings that took place throughout most of the 20th century. Yeah. Yeah. And that last episode that we had about, um, uh, you know, the importance of printing your photographs, mm-hmm. we talked about just a little bit about the photography where, you know, my parents and grandparents or whatever, my grandparents probably had, you know, a, a friend or or maybe they hired somebody who was like just a couple of pictures. My parents had, you know, a photographer who who probably cost, I think, like 250 bucks or whatever. <laughs> now, for most photographers, you're talking three, four, five, eight thousand dollars. Right. So that's just right. a huge difference there. Um you know, the average wedding, let's see, in 1984, this is a great statistic, Danielle. I love when, <laughs> when you always uh, do the notes for podcasts because you have all these little awesome tidbits. In 1984, the average wedding cost $7,800. Mm-hmm. So adjusted for inflation, that's $17,000. Today's average wedding, right. $35,000, depending on where you live. Right. And honestly, to me, that is still low if uh, unless you have under 
a hundred guests or so because it's it's yeah. just not realistic in most places. So, I, but that's the thing is is weddings in the past they they were often smaller. There was much less of a focus on details. There wasn't a big to do yeah. about the place cards or the table numbers, or the menu cards or the thank you cards or the invitations or the 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 ribbons that went around the invitations or the flowers that sat on the table or the the. Yeah. the the, the color of the votives. Do you want gold, mercury, regular gold, clear? Do you want this burning? Do you want... There are so many details now. Yeah, you literally like got married in the church, then went to the basement of the church and people brought like food exactly. for you. And that's kind of the wedding that most people had. And that was beautiful, right? Like we're not downplaying Perfect, right? that. It could have taken place in a in a fire hall. It, it and yep. you know your whole family was there the night before decorating with the streamers yeah. and the they were taping you know wedding bells onto the wall. <laughs> and that's how it was. Those, like Dinner. confetti ones that like unfold yes. like the like the yes. fan. Yeah, those yes. are awesome. Exactly. That's what that looked like. There was there was dinner was or maybe it was lunch, but it was a standard beef or chicken option. There wasn't there certainly wasn't stations. There wasn't as much of a production. There certainly wasn't as much competition I put in bunny ears because it's just not really what it was about. It was just about getting married often at the church, maybe in your living room and having a little dinner afterwards with everybody that you invited. Uh, maybe there was some, you know, dancing to celebrate it. And then everybody was on their way. Today's world, like Dan said, if, if you think about that, you know, the average wedding costs just under $8,000 for inflation 17. It, we're, we're still blowing it way out of proportion compared to what previous generations have done for that. So what yeah. I think is starting not even starting, what is happening is that those previous generations are involved in the planning process and they're having some major sticker shock if yeah. they haven't done the research or if you're the the first kiddo to get married if you have multiple siblings. If they've done it before recently, sometimes you're okay. But if not, and they go, I'm sorry, your photographer is going to cost how much? No, 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 yeah. no. That's insane. It's it's hard because now you're you're you as a couple are tasked with going to your parents who are or aren't contributing financially and going well but but this is this is the reality of what we live in today and we need your support or we need your help or we need your whatever um so it's 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 really tricky and not only that but our previous generations more often than not our parents' weddings were very often planned by their parents. So, yeah. and so on and so forth. So it was always that the parents sort of put together the event. The, the person getting married was often younger, late teens, early 20s in some cases. In most cases, I would say. Certainly, we still have that a little bit now. But most of our couples now are late 20s, early 30s, and then on. So it's, it's, a, it's a different world. So that generation was... Uh, like our parent generations, they were, their weddings were planned by their parents. And they were basically told, when you grow up, you'll get to plan your daughter or son's wedding. <laughs> and we're now a generation going, nah, not going to happen. We're planning our wedding because we don't want what you want. We want something else. And this is our wedding and this is our day. And it needs to be a reflection of us, not you, mom and dad. So that poor generation is honestly getting gypped. Um, whether they deserve to be or not, I, it's not for me to say, but they they are they were sort of given a false hope of promise when we were born. And we're, we're definitely taking that away from them now for the most part. Yeah, I, I can definitely say that if I'm already thinking about 
my daughter's wedding potentially, right? Like she's two and a half now, maybe, you know, 25 years or whatever she gets married. And if, if I'm already thinking about that now, there's a very good chance that your parents are, are thinking about, have been thinking about your wedding for a very long time too. And it's like, if they've already got expectations that they're going to help you out and plan the wedding for you. And they just want to live vicariously through you and see, see you be happy and have this amazing day. And that, that like very raw, real, emotional, like thinking about your child's life and well-being for the past 20 years or whatever doesn't mesh well with you saying, this is the wedding that I want. And it has nothing even remotely close to what your parents have been thinking about. That's tough. That's a tough place to be. And that's where mm-hmm. compromise and just conversation has to come in into play, right? Just being yeah. open communications and finding that common ground. Okay. If you wanted this thing and I wanted this thing, like what, what, you know, so don't underestimate, like if you've got maybe just a slight perspective shift and saying like, wow, it's a, it's a gift that my parents are interested in, in helping me and are, are, even if they're like a helicopter and are completely overbearing, that it is a gift that they're that they're still interested in helping because there are mm-hmm. plenty of people who may be listening to this who their, their family might not, not even be coming or right. or they just don't even support the marriage so um right. yeah it's a there's little blessings everywhere so hopefully you can right. find some common ground there and i i think sometimes the blessing comes in the form of your parents and I, when we say parents should we mean that like parental figure so i don't i don't mean to like uh, count anybody out here but uh, I think you guys know what we're trying to say but when parents um, involve money right like money is this awful sticky gross thing that also makes the entire freaking world go round right it is it is what drives people it's what makes people make terrible decisions it lets make people make good decisions and ultimately when you are planning this event unless you are um, incredibly lucky to have won the, the wedding lottery where you get to just have this dream wedding for free there is a there is a price tag attached to just about everything and yep. when your parents agree to contribute financially, um, it adds a level of difficulty to this whole aspect that is uh, awkward, uncomfortable, sticky, gross, and awkward. I will say that twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and um, we've talked about it before about when parents give money um, mm-hmm. to contribute to the wedding where it's this – there's two ways to look at it. Whether yeah. are they giving it to you as a gift or are they hosting the event? Yeah. Do, you know Do they have because, some expectations you mean? Like right. are they just like giving it to you and saying, hey, you know what? Here's 15 grand. Do what you can with it. Make it happen. You know, whatever. Or are they saying, here's $15,000. I'm going to – you know, figure out exactly how you're going to do this. There's a, right. you know, I, I expect these things to happen. I get to invite these people. So there's some, there's some expectations tied along to that money. That's what you right. mean, right? Right. Yeah. Or, or it's even something where they don't even say we're going to give you this amount if they're, if they're, they're quote unquote it. hosting it, they're just writing the checks. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to say just writing the checks, but they're writing the checks. They're, they're physically paying for the thing. Um, and they may or may not be giving you a set amount to work within. Um, Though I still stand by the fact that everybody does have a budget, even if your budget is extraordinary um, and huge, you still have a number that you go, well, I'm not comfortable going over that. So, (laughs) you know, it's one of those things. But with a gift, 
like Dan said, there's there's no real expectation attached to it. Um, they just say, we love you. Um, use this however, however it can help you achieve what it is you want. That to me is a wonderful thing. If you are experiencing that or you have somebody in your life who's doing that, um, man count your blessings because I think it's yeah. a little bit more rare. I think it's a beautiful thing and a wonderful thing. And I think as a as a parent, to me, any amount of money that's bigger than four figures or four figures and bigger is is a big deal. Yeah. Um and to save up that money and and give that to someone with no strings attached is a huge freaking deal. You know what I mean? It just yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, on the flip side, the uh, the hosting side of it can be can be really tricky. Um, sticky. It was sticky. Yeah, real sticky. So I, you know, it's it's one of those things where as you go into this, um, if so, if your if your family member says, "Hey, we're going to give you like Dan said, we're going to give you fifteen thousand dollars. Do with it, you know, what you guys feel is best. We trust you. We love you. We support you. Great." Um, if you're on the flip side where someone is saying they are hosting it for you and they're just going to write out those checks, I stand by the fact that you need to get that number from them to know what are we looking at here? What are, what are we working with? Don't assume one way or the other. Um, try to stay away from relative terms that of like, you know, words like we want, we don't want something super expensive. We want to find something that's more cheap. We want to find something that's quote unquote affordable. That those terms mean very different people to very different things rather to different people, especially different generations, because we're again working with um, inflation. We're working with all these different things, numbers that are no longer accurate, all these all these different things. So communication becomes so key in having in 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 approaching all of this, because like I said, money's sticky. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. But it gets only more awkward, uncomfortable, and sticky as you go on without discussing it and you realize you're on two different pages very quickly. Because once you yeah. start making decisions and signing contracts, it, it's hard to go back on that. And if they had a number in their head and you sign a contract for your venue, which maybe includes food and drink, that is at the top of that number, and they go, okay, well, that's not bad. But then you go, oh, but I also need cake, photography, flowers, transportation, stationery, uh, all these different things. Yep. They go, oh, well, I-, I thought that number included all of that. It becomes a super dicey situation. Yeah. I would say that, that if you're entering that situation, you have to decide how much of it you're you're willing to put up with, accept, yeah. whatever you want to call it. So like at yeah. a certain point, you might say like how – like. It, outside of this money situation, wherever you've got an amazing relationship with your parents, right? But as soon as you introduce this thing and the the traditions and opinions come along with that money, how much is it worth to get that money from your parents to have this wedding, right? So maybe, maybe you to save some of the excitement of the wedding or whatever to not even deal with that, you you get that number from them or you allow them to do one thing and you pay for the other stuff yourself. Right. You know, like, like you can take, just, just squash that whole problem, 
and you know, like allow them to make the gift or whatever. They can control the reception or whatever, the big part of it. And then like that's what I hear a lot of couples do. They say, oh, you know, we're the photography is important to us. So we're doing that because it's more than my parents, uh, you know, want to spend. And they're mm-hmm. doing the reception and that's awesome. They get to invite some people. And if that's a trade off you need to make. You know, it's don't get me wrong. It's awesome of them to be able to say like, okay, here's here's fifteen thousand dollars for that. Here's five thousand dollars for that. Here's ten thousand dollars for that. But if they want to micromanage every little thing, it might just be better to say, you know what, you take care of the reception. We're going to get everything else, even if that means, you know, you have to sacrifice some things here or there. But right. that sacrifice will pay dividends in the end by the joy and the awesome uh, freedom you may feel on the wedding day when there's not like all this anxiety and stuff and tension between people you know what i mean because right. you squash that early right and that's 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 what we're working towards right you want this yep. day that's full of joy and love and celebration and if there is this looming cloud over all of it because wah, of wah. the price tag attached to this day uh, it's it's going to affect things. You're going to feel it in the air. It's it's going to affect your memories from that day, and we don't want that for you. Um, so let's take a quick break. Um, I know we're a little early on, but I want to take a break, and, and I want to get into just some ways that I think you can um, approach different challenges, and I also want to talk through some some really common disagreements that we see uh, that, yeah. goes, that goes through all of this. So um, we'll take a break, and we'll be back. Today's episode is sponsored by Warby Parker. Warby Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free with glasses starting at just 95 bucks. Their home try-on program allows you to order five pairs of glasses shipped straight to your home so you can try them out for like five days. After five days are up, you can easily send them back using the prepaid returning shipping label with no obligation to purchase. You you did this, right, Danielle? I did. So when I did my trial, I actually wore them around for most of the day. I got a feel for their comfort and how they looked, and I was able to snag the opinions of the people that I saw throughout the day, including the, my friends on social media. And funny enough, most of the people um, picked the glasses that were probably the least comfortable to wear on my <laughs> face because I have a big head. So I was able to get a feel for them. Otherwise, I would have, if I just went off of looks alone, I would be absolutely regretting my decision today. So yeah, I was happy I got to, uh, you know, with, when you have them for the five days, you get to feel them out. So that was cool. Yeah. I remember you posting the pictures and people voting on them and stuff. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, so, so when you place an order for glasses that you like with your prescription, Warby Parker gets started on them right away. So you have them crazy fast, like in a week and a half, if not sooner. Yeah. And since we know that as a listener of this podcast, you have a pretty big heart. For every pair of glasses sold, (laughs) Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need, which is really awesome, you guys. So to order your free home try-ons today, head to warbyparkertrial.com slash ring. Seriously, Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk and stress free with free shipping all around. Visit warbyparkertrial.com slash ring to get started. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back from the break, everybody. Um, I'm just trying to be as hyper positive as possible uh, because this gets a little sticky, a little dicey. Um, So before the break, uh, Danielle said we 
uh, we were going to go through a couple of uh, scenarios and tips and tricks and uh, common questions that that we've heard and that she's heard um, as she's been dealing with parents of, you know, over the last, you've been almost <laughs> t- 10 years in business, right, too? Actually, I just posted the other day, um, back in December, uh, I posted on December 17th, 2009, thinking about becoming a wedding planner. What are your thoughts? How about what? that? I know. That's and I know crazy. December 20th is when I enrolled in um, a certification. That was sort of where I started with it all. So I can't believe I, I rarely go back to that see your memories thing in um, yeah. Facebook. And I just clicked it by chance that day. And uh, it, was, it was pretty interesting to see the like initial, the initial thinkings of it all. This is pretty cool. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, guys. I've I've seen so much stuff. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like they said, I've seen situations where I've walked away going, "I can't believe that adult just handled themselves that way." Um, and other times where I've I've walked away going, "That's not as bad as I was expecting." I'm glad that everybody maintained, uh, you know, a certain level of respect throughout the day. That was really good. But it's it's hard because sometimes you don't know what you're going to get, and you don't know you don't know what's going to happen. Um, so. I uh, I grew up and continue to live and breathe by the concept of you can't control everything that happens to you, but you can control how you handle it. So yep. as you go through this process, you can't control your parents as much as you want to and, and, and wish to and pray to and hope to. It is just simply not possible to control another human being. So all you can do on your end is control how you are handling each and every situation. And you may handle some situations beautifully and with A-plus gold star stickers. And you may handle others where you go, I need to uh, apologize for that. Or I need to um, sort of correct what I just did because I didn't handle that the most eloquently. So as you go through this, um, I think the biggest thing, I say that a lot, but I, 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 I do think it's that- the main point. A main thing is is just maintaining respect, um, yeah. still standing up for yourself, and still speaking yeah. speaking your mind in a way that's um, considerate, uh, but still firm. If it's something you strongly feel, but maintaining respect for the other person, because I think the second you lose that respect, is where things all go out the window, and you know, as you know, what hits the fan. It's yeah. It's such a it's such a key part in any relationship, right? Not just a relationship with your parents, but for some reason, at least I struggle with this. My relationship with my mom, as much as I love her to bits and pieces, is she's the hardest person in my life not to give sass to. Like when I'm stressed and we're in a situation where we're both stressed, we will we will butt heads um, more so than I think any other person on this planet. And it's I think we know each other so well that we sort of know the buttons to push and we know the whatever. And I can easily snap back into 14 year old uh, hormonal <laughs> Danielle that is just going, you know what, mom, <laughs> why can't you just listen to me for once? And my mom's going, because I'm the mother. That's why. And I know what's best. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, those, those, those best. Uh, tangled, right? Yeah. We're big into tangled right now. Anyway, um, I love tangled. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, the first one of the first bullet points that you have on your list here is maintain respect. And it's one of the things you keep saying. And this quote keeps coming to my mind lately. Um, uh, it's by I, don't, I think Warren Buffett actually said it. Um, so whatever you think of him doesn't matter. But this quote is really interesting. He says, uh, you will continue to suffer if you have an emotional reaction to everything that is said to you. True power is sitting back and observing things with logic. True power is restraint. If words control you, 
that means everyone else can control you breathe and allow things to pass and i think like sometimes like we when when we're like in these like situations and there's that there's that switch that flips from like like it's a crappy situation you're feeling crappy and you just like are venting to all of a sudden there's like a little critical comment introduced right where it's uh, something it's like it goes from like this situation stinks to you made this situation stink right Mm -hmm. or like there's an accusatory and there's all of a sudden like whether it's you say it or somebody else says it that's usually the switch that flips it from a crappy situation into an argument Mm -hmm. and um I think that 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 quote holds true. Like if you can if you can just like look at things objectively um, and say like in any other situation, this is like my awesome best friend. This is my parent who I love dearly. And like this situation is just crappy. And like yeah. that's causing us all to to freak out. And in a half hour, it we're all going to be fine or tomorrow, you know, we're all going to be fine, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just like just that maintaining respect thing goes a long way or just like being the first person to, to disarm the situation or just to squash that, that, the tension in that situation sometimes goes a long way. Even if it means like eating your pride and being a bigger person, even if you did nothing wrong, just saying, all right, I don't want to fight. I don't want to argue about this. Let's just like, uh, just freaking hug the other person, (laughs) you know, or something. (laughs) Exactly. And that's, that's where, um, you can go through a situation where you know you're right. You you know what you're saying is true. You know it's the best idea. You know their their idea is awful. <laughs> their but, idea sucks. <laughs> their idea is the worst. But but I don't see um, unless it's urgent or time sensitive. But I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. But I think in most situations you can challenge yourself to keep an open mind to hear them out. Um, I think often we treat we don't treat others enough how we want to be treated ourselves and if you want your voice heard and you want your opinion heard and you just want to talk it out i think you have to give them that same respect you know what i mean that same opportunity to say what they're going to say because maybe they just don't have your full vision and as they talk through it you're able to see oh you're missing this piece of the puzzle that's really crucial to all this this is information i've kept to myself i haven't shared it with you so you're not making this decision based off of that and i have this information then you can share it sometimes honestly guys i think sometimes they have really good um really good ideas and opinions and it's just the reason behind them that they're not fully explaining so you're not getting it but once they explain it through you go oh well that actually that does make sense and you have a point and maybe it's something where you don't need to fully do what they're saying but it's an opportunity to bend and to compromise and to say okay maybe this isn't Um, the end of the world if we do that or maybe I hear what you're saying let's accomplish it a different way you know what I mean to still get that same effect but in a way that's a little bit more true to who we are as a couple you know maybe it's something where um, I which I don't we'll get into the the specific things later because I I pulled some really good examples that I thought might help Um, or at least I think I did I'm pretty sure (laughs) I hope I did that Um, because (laughs) things are popping into my head now but it's I really think that the more you give and the more you compromise and the more you hear them out, I think the more you'd be surprised at, at that they're going to give you that same respect back. Um, I think you'll see that the more you compromise, the more they will compromise as well. Um, And sometimes if it's a small thing that they're looking for, 
maybe you pick your battle and just say, yeah, I th- I th- if that's important to you, you have that. I think that's a great idea because then that respect again is more often returned than not. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. I also found uh, if if you are um, if you really enjoy the planning process um, and and you're really having fun diving in there and and doing it all and you know doing the research and doing the emailing and reaching out to vendors, it, it can become a little internal with all that you have going on. And I think as parents, if if they're the type that are a little bit more overbearing or just want to be really helpful and i think the more you sort of do yourself the more you do they're yourself bearing, they're just helpful they're just Ugh. so helpful i'm trying to be really kind about it and and understand that like it's 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 more rare i think that parents come at it from a very evil place than a place of good intention um some fair but i i think i think they think they're they're being good intended with it anyway i i think it it does help to give them a project because that feeling of inclusion is is a big thing. And it's a big thing to me because I grew up, um, I was pretty much raised as an only child. So this feeling of inclusion was always so important to me because I didn't have an automatic partner and a sibling that I could just know I could always go to. I was always, um, you know, a third wheel for my mom and dad. I was always looking for that best friend in school. I was always just looking for that something because I wanted to feel included. And my, my family obviously included me in so much stuff, but no one... I can't think of anyone who likes to feel intentionally excluded from something, right? It just puts that like awful feeling in your belly. Um, It sort of makes, it brings all these doubts and fears and questions into your mind. And most parents, I would argue, just want to feel involved. They want to feel like they're being helpful. They want to feel like they're contributing, whether they are or aren't contributing financially or that they can just help on a level that's like, hey, I will get in there and I will make your 200 favors that you'll give out to these guests. I will take that job off of your shoulders. So give them a project, give them a job that you don't want to do and or something that they are just inherently good at, whether it's figuring out transportation or picking the cake flavor or choosing the wine that'll go with dinner or helping decide with the seating chart who's going to sit with which aunt and and uncle and all that stuff. Give them little projects, uh, big or big projects, doesn't matter, and see how that that affects the, the situation that you're in. Yeah, it's just like running a business. You know, some of the things that you don't like, uh, you outsource. You know, and sometimes yes. they might be able to do it better. Um, and and it's the same thing for a wedding. Like, there's going to be stuff that you're just like, oh my god, I just can't handle this. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to research it. Um, just give those things out. And if you're already thinking like, man, I am way not interested in doing the seating chart or you know maybe you just like and maybe it's maybe it's not necessarily parents maybe you have to bring your wedding party into that and help them helping out no we're talking about parents specifically but i'm just saying like there are things that you're just going to be thinking like oh my gosh i am dreading doing this thing your parents don't have to know that you're dreading it you might just be like you know what what would really mean the most to me is if you can handle researching the flowers i would love that so much because i know how much you love flowers right and you're so, like, yeah. you always make the prettiest arrangements, you know, for people. You're so when good you give. at this. I know. See, it's, it's little you're things so like that. That diffuse situations that make it more positive. <laughs> and you go, I freaking hate flowers. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> and that's all, that's all that matters. I also think that there is, there's um, <laughs> no shame in making something up to give them to do that you need done. Um, 
to keep them busy. Like if, if they're if they are great with spreadsheets and you go, ah, my caterer has asked me that I put this in um in a different order. Could you do that for me? And they spend like an hour or two knocking that out for you. And you go, oh, thank you so much. That saved me so much time. Just as an example, there's there's little things. Um, <laughs> I, I just think there's no shame in some maybe making things up <laughs> that that will just keep them busy, you know, or or maybe out of my hair. Right. Maybe maybe you need help gathering addresses so that you can send out your save the dates. That is a great job for them. Something that they will love to pull out their own address book and 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 do all of that stuff. Um, but it's just it's just those little things. And the same goes for the wedding day too. If you kind of want them out of your hair, so to speak, on the wedding day, plan little jobs for them to do. Jobs that aren't um, crucial to the success of the day. Just little things. Yep. You have to find ways to spin things sometimes to that they're in the benefit of somebody else. So. So I had a wedding this year that um, the the bride didn't want her mom to help her get ready. Uh, she just like didn't think that it was going to be a good environment. Um, but she still wanted to have like a a sweet moment with her mother. She loves her mom, but mm-hmm. she she really wanted this time with like um, her her maid of honor, who's like a longtime best friend and whatever. So it's like it was just she's what she wanted. Like and it was something that she had said several times over the course of planning. And um, she's like, I don't know how to tell my mom that though. I said, well, what about this? What if we did like a first look with your mom where like you got yourself pulled together, uh, your your maid of honor helped you out and got you all set up and everything. And you just said, you know, I I wanted to have this special reveal moment with you so that you you feel special, too. And that I want to reveal, you know, the whole look me all jacked up, I think is the southern way to, to isn't that the southern term when you like put the veil on and everything and they call it jacked up. I think. Um, I think that, that I think that's a term from "say yes to the dress." Yeah, yeah. When they jack them up, I don't. I yeah, don't know if it's a southern up. term. I have no idea. But I'm anyway, catching what you're um, dropping. But yeah, just put down like if you just adjust some of the way that you're mm-hmm. presenting things or packaging it so that it's in the benefit of the other person. That's great. You know, it's right. so good. Right. It, that is so true. It's 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 not necessarily the uh, what's inside the present. It's how it's wrapped. Yeah. So let's let's talk <sighs> about some uh, common common disagreements, things that you've seen over the past couple of years that, uh, that are pretty regular. I think, um, I think one that comes to mind initially is the style of wedding. So mm. like we said at the top of the show, our parents, you know, their weddings happened in church basements and living rooms and fire halls, um, all these different things. And those are, I would say, less elegant, elegant places. You know, when you think of, of the places just dripping with elegance. So I think it's not uncommon for parents to want this beautiful, elegant wedding and the couple to want to get married in a barn. And the parents are going, wait, you want what? what? <laughs> a barn? Because yeah. they're not on Pinterest. They don't see the blogs. They're not They're not looking at Style Me Pretty and Ruffled Blog and all these things every single day uh, like you are and getting all this inspiration and seeing that a barn could be a really beautiful space. All they're hearing is barn, cold, not heated or not air conditioned. And are there steps? Is there going to be hay everywhere? Are there holes in the floor? What is it going to smell like? How are we going <laughs> to feed all these people? There's obviously not a kitchen. What about bath? Are there bathrooms in this barn? Is there even plumbing? There- this is this is the thought right but all they hear is go oh a barn (laughs) and you go well yeah we that's what we really want 
So there's a there's your disagreement. Uh, maybe parents want something more low key, low, more casual. Maybe something more in line with what they had. You, the couple wants something that's over the top and just dripping in luxury and beautiful, lavish and florals and all this stuff. And they go, well, what do you mean? A uh, uh, you know a little centerpiece on the table is fine. What like why do you need this five hundred dollars <laughs> centerpiece? Right? What's another yeah. one? Local, local uh, versus. Local. Yep. Destination, destination, right? You know, the couple wants to travel to Mexico, to Greece, to Spain to have this beautiful wedding. And the parents just want to have this like lovely local celebration where they can invite their neighbors and their coworkers and their friends and their family. <laughs> Why are you having a destination wedding? Nobody can come. The whole family can't come. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that awful? I, I do yeah. think in, in when it comes to the style of the wedding, um, it is really hard to find a hybrid uh to keep everybody happy that is a starting point yeah yeah it's a local destination wedding i I mean package it like we said however you need to but i think you do need to agree on one theme don't try and do this super elegant wedding inside of a barn don't try and make an over-the-top event feel casual like whatever it is decide on it yeah. And I and I think it's like we we talked about in in a sort of navigating it all is is finding out the why like this is why we want to have this type of event why do you want to have that type of event oh okay well we can still accomplish that in doing this so is everybody yeah. cool great moving on to the next thing so that's that's a big thing um, what's a, what's another one that is uh, who 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 gets to be invited and who invites them <gasps> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, how many times have we seen like a hundred, hundred and fifty guest list wedding turn into a two hundred, three hundred person event because, um, you know, parents sort of get their hand on the list and say, "Oh, well, we have to," you know, your 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 childhood babysitter isn't on this list. We have to invite them, <laughs> and of course, her whole family because they meant a lot to us growing up. And you're like, "I'm sorry, who now?" <laughs> I don't even remember this person. So we saw them ten years ago at the family reunion. Don't you remember? They'd be devastated if they weren't invited to this. They'll never speak to us again <laughs> if they're not invited to this wedding. Well, how will it look uh, if we invite this person but not that person? Right? Yep. What do we? Uh, yeah. There's no way we can invite that uncle but not that aunt. I know we haven't spoken to her in 27 years, but that's not the point. We need to invite her. <laughs> so. I'm going to play devil's advocate just for a second and Mm -hmm. say that sometimes the opportunity that a wedding has is to gather people together. So sometimes like maybe if that's a thing you need to bend on a little bit, Mm -hmm. that's not a huge thing because like, like my, I've seen my aunt maybe 10 times in my life Mm -hmm. and, but she's, she's not super important to me or she's way important to my dad. And, um, I mean, it wasn't really a huge deal. That was like, I was like, wow, dad, you, you, you want to invite Aunt Cindy? Cool. Yeah. Wow. You have a say. Awesome. Go for it, dad. Yeah. Um, cause my dad's really like, oh, cool. Yeah. That's great, dad. <laughs> it's going to be really great. Um, so like that was that, you know, like for me, that wasn't a huge deal, but maybe that's something that you say, like, like maybe your parents have just been waiting for the opportunity or maybe, maybe this is the opportunity for for some some drama that happened 27 years ago to be squashed and to bring people together in a little bit. I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I'm yeah. just saying sometimes like it's an opportunity for like people to get together again, even if you haven't seen them in a while because they've been traveling or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying it, it can be used like to, as healing, like bring people together again for that you haven't talked to in 27 years. But if you haven't seen them for a long time because they've 
been traveling or whatever. They live on the other side of the country and they have busy lives and kids and young kids and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it's a, it's a good opportunity to like finally we can bring people together. Yeah. Can I, I'm going to devil's advocate your devil's advocate though. Oh, okay. And say, does it need to be like, if I'm the couple, does it need to be my wedding that this needs to happen at? Can't you do your own? Like, can't you, can it be another event? Why does it have to be a, for a day that, that, that doesn't align with what I want? Yeah, totally true. So What's boom. the other event though? And it's like another thing you got to spend money on. It's like, this is one of the things they're already doing. If you're not the one though, that wants to make true. the peace and your parents do, unless they're like, I think that what that goes back, if, if the parents aren't contributing financially, um, like if the couple's paying for it, I think I stand mm. by the fact that they should have yes. the say as to yep. who and who who is and isn't invited. Um, with, yeah. with 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 the thought of maintaining that respect and not just saying a hard no over my dead body is that person coming? Right. Hearing the person out as to why you think they should be there, but ultimately having the final say. That's that's yeah. my opinion. Uh, yeah. And if I think yeah. of it oh, a few different ways, that's still what I think. You're better. I am a person though who I am able to. <laughs> my extended family is is pretty far from me emotionally physically and and all yeah. the rest i have very few that i would say i'm close to and, and really actually love you are a much more open warm person when it comes to family so you you and i view that really differently i think i'm much yeah. easier to be like nope not coming don't care goodbye yeah. whereas you're yeah, like, a lot more compassionate in that department there's there's like rachel's got some family that like she doesn't see because they're on the west coast or or whatever yeah. and maybe like I, I maybe um, using the wedding as like a healing object. That's probably not the best idea. But right. in terms of like, like we we see Rachel's some of Rachel's cousins once every couple of years or whatever. We don't speak to them that much except maybe like some holiday cards or you know a little bit through Facebook here and there. So using our like weddings as an opportunity for people to get together is usually the thing that most people don't miss because everybody's super crazy. Her her mom is one of eleven, so it's Ooh. like there's just a lot of people on that side. So in that sense, like uh, everybody looks forward to having that together time because that's the only time that like nobody misses. You right. know what I mean? So in that sense, that's I guess that's what I mean more that gotcha. um, it's a time for people to get together, not necessarily for like, oh, I haven't talked to this person in 27 years because they're a terrible person. They did something horrible to me. Now I'm going to invite them. And <laughs> let's work it out at the reception. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a, let's get some booze involved. Liquid courage. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> not talking about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, gotcha. Yeah, it's also like you see it a lot with um with do we invite kids to the weddings? Who do we yeah. give plus ones to? Right? It's yeah. you might have really your parents might not want kids, you know, running around, and you may want the whole thing to just be, you know, your friends' kids and you know these 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 kiddos in your life that you love. Um, so it it's 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 really good to just get on the same page. Maybe you um, give everyone a set number of invites that they're allowed to invite and what they do with that is what they do with that or limit it to certain family members. I don't know. Um, I think you know based off of what's best for your family. But again, we go back to maintaining that respect, keeping an open mind, hearing the person out and going from there. Yeah. So another one that like I hear a lot about is just is like, I mean, it's a nuance, but but uh, food and drink, like what are we going to do with that? So the parents want a a cash bar and the couple is like, no, we're just going to give it to everybody. Everybody gets smashed. We're doing an open bar. We got to do that. Right. Um, Or vice versa, you know, where the couple wants to limit it to save money and the parents just want to go all out and have a ball. I I think it's I think it's it's really, um, you know, different. I, I think some solutions for that is 
either like split the cost of the bar, do a limited open bar um, where you are only offering certain things, you know, so you're not offering the entire, uh, every alcohol liquor option in the world. You're just only offering a few things. Maybe that's how things don't get out of hand. Um, Personally, I think a cash bar is never um, a good idea unless you're just doing cash as an option for like premium liquors or something, but I don't know. So what I got an idea. What if I like throw out some some things that I've seen and heard and you tell me what you think a good <laughs> uh, a it. good yeah a good uh, a good compromise or a good solution would be okay how about that go for it yes um so underneath the same like food and drink thought what about like uh parents who want to again go baller status and go a ton of courses um and a couple who just wants to get to the dancing and start partying or vice versa oh. Okay, so 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 one person wants like a lot of food, uh, yes. and the other people just want to get done with the food and just like dance their butts off. So go heavy on the appetizers during cocktail hour. There is not a lot of formalities happening. You really can't dance during that time anyway. If you're if one uh, party wants to really have this like great food option. That's the place to do it. You can also preset your first course. If you're doing like a salad course, have that out first. That's going to save you a little bit of time. And then you can always do dances and toast in between courses. That would be also a fun compromise. Actually, I I have a fun story to share with you. I did a wedding um, last October where the family getting married, um, they were both really Italian. The groom's family in particular were very (laughs) Italian uh, and they Ugh. wanted to, they had to have pasta at the wedding understandably so I grew up Italian uh, pasta is a really big deal and it's freaking delicious so why not but yep. the um, the way that the night was structured and the type of caterer that the couple chose who was amazing every course that they added because of the size of their guest list which was over 300 people would add probably about 45 minutes to an hour in this particular case, to the night. We had already extended the reception as long as we could possibly extend it without it being a full day reception. So the only option, well, not the only option, but the option I presented to them is instead of adding another course to dinner, have a pasta station instead of doing a pasta course, have a pasta station during cocktail hour where guests can go up to it and do like different kinds of pastas, different kinds of sauces, different kinds of toppings. It's super interactive, it's super fun. They loved it, the family loved it, everybody was happy. And it was a really nice compromise. So, but Beautiful. it was like figuring out why do you want this extra course? Well, we have to have a pasta course. Oh, well, we can fix that. Boom, done. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? On to the next thing. So, do all, cool. um, do most uh, venues give, well, well, most venues do a plated salad or like a set salad beforehand? Because I, I, like I've heard, I, I mentioned that to somebody recently and they're like, oh, our venue won't do that because the, the salad's going to get gross. And I was yeah, like, some, oh, some for like 10 minutes? Right. So some won't. It depends on the style of salad. So some lettuces hold up uh, longer than other lettuces, uh, Mm. depending on what's going on top of the salad. It depends on the setting of the room. There's a lot of factors that come into play with it. Um, Mm. it, But if if chances are high, if your caterer or venue is saying we're not comfortable putting that food out early because we think it'll bring it'll be a lesser quality for your guests. Listen to that. If they're just saying it because they don't want to change something, then maybe challenge it politely. But uh, yeah, if it, if it's a matter of compromising the food and the overall quality of it, then, um, yeah, it's is lettuce worth is listening the plural to. of lettuce? Let us Let, I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so speaking of okay, speaking of food and that kind of thing, um, uh, 
what about what about uh, like cutting the cake? Because sometimes that's like a big deal. Oh, I want to watch my kids cut the cake. But the the couple's like, I don't want to cut the cake. Let's do a silent cake cutting. Uh, or or maybe they want something completely different, like an ice cream chuck, and they don't want a cake at all. What do you think right. about there? Yeah, they like I, I, there's there's more desserts in this world than just cake, right? And I think we, mm-hmm. millennials especially, we were well aware of that. Well, oh, I don't know yeah. if I could say we. I don't think I'm technically a millennial, right? Dan, you and I oh. were not millennials. We're like xenials. We're like kind yeah. of Generation X, kind of millennials, depending on which article you read. Anyway, okay, solution, solution. <laughs> um, oh, so do a little cutting cake so that yep. you can still do the traditional cake cutting that your parents are probably after and then also hire an ice cream truck to come and, and take care of everybody. So okay. there you go. Oh, here's the tough one. Here's a toughie. I got something for you. Um, and this is more like traditions and formalities and that kind of stuff. Okay. Religious aspects uh, to the ceremony. Parents want that. Um, couples more agnostic. They just, you know, want to do something that uh, they're just not religious. So they just want to do something completely mm-hmm. different or or not or they have, have a church like, wedding or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or they have different religions between the two of them. Yep. Yeah. I I think um I think there's some really lovely traditions rooted in a lot of religious aspects. Um and I think there's others that are mainly just done for the sake of doing them sometimes. So I would say to have a conversation about what what about um this tradition is it that you want to do maybe there's a way you can do it uh in a more modern way maybe there's a way you can do it privately so that it's still it's still um spiritual and and part of the tradition for the parents um maybe there's a way you can do it um that is 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 a hybrid version um but i think it's it's about maybe limiting it if you're not comfortable with it, um, limiting yeah. it and giving them a few things, uh, maybe let them pick what's most important and, and, and leave it at that. I think if it's a matter of changing the entire feel of it, then some big conversations and compromises have to come into play. But yeah. I think if it's just little things, sometimes they, you know, maybe if you're Jewish, maybe they just want you to break the glass so everyone can yell mazel tov, which I love. <laughs> um, you know, maybe, maybe that's all they're after, in which case go for it. There, there's yep. no, that I know of, Jewish gods are going to come down and be like, oh, but you didn't do all the ketubah and the chuppah and all these other things. You only stomped the glass. Yeah, but everybody yelled, mazel tov. Anyway, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fluent enough in Jewish background to know um, what, uh, how, how that all works. But I think, again, compromises. Yes. Um, okay, so what about this one? Um, uh, ooh, uh, how about parents want to do everything that happened at their wedding? Like they basically want to like, recreate their wedding and the couple just wants to to chill they just want to do their own thing right so uh, there's a lot of especially regionally depending on where you're located there can be a lot of traditions like we've seen about the dollar dance aren't you oh Actually, I wasn't, but that's a good. I was thinking the bouquet and the garter toss. Oh, yeah. um, you know, things that parents either love or hate, it feels like. Um, but yeah, the dollar dance. Uh, I'm from northeastern Pennsylvania, where the dollar dance is heavily rooted in this Polish tradition where a bride puts on a babushka and a maid of honor wears an apron and everybody pays a dollar or whatever to dance with the bride. And the whole thing eats up about 20 minutes of the reception and the bride is dizzy and hot. And anyway, um, it, it's it's one of those things where it, you want to f- 
Dan and I always go back to it's your party for for everyone else, right? Your your wedding, it's your party for everyone else. What's going to provide your guests the best form of entertainment and enjoyment out of the day? And if if there are a group that would just eat up the electric slide and the Cupid shuffle, whoop, whoop, and the YMCA and the Macarena and the dollar dance and all these things and the garter toss and the bouquet toss, go for it. You know what I mean? You're you're having this thing for all of these people. But yep. if you're doing them just for the sake of doing them and you know everybody there is going to be rolling their eyes at the, at the thought of having do to it. do all this thing, do you really want your guests to be bored the whole time or do you yeah. want to give them a day that they're really going to remember? So that's where you communicate, go back to, okay, but what are our priorities for this day? Is... Ooh, I have the hiccup, excuse me. Is doing that thing going to accomplish what it is that we want? Or are we just doing it to do that thing? Um, I had a bride who um, her dad was gung-ho about doing the dollar dance. Uh-huh. And he just wanted to do this thing. And the more she talked with them, he, she, she, she realized he just wanted a really special moment with her. So what they did is instead of, because at the end of a dollar dance, the dad sort of protects the bride and the groom traditionally busts in and all this stuff. He just wanted this really special moment with her. So what she did and he did was for their father-daughter dance, they went and took dance lessons and they had a little dance choreographed so that when it was their turn to do their father-daughter dance, it was a really special moment. So it was a, a wonderful compromise, in my opinion, a big improvement because they got to spend the time beforehand doing this thing. And I'm sure it'll be something that sticks with them for a really long time. Love and that. it was, I love it was that. wonderful. So I love that. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I, I I think it's, you know, it, it's just really all about compromise when, when yeah. it comes down to it. Yeah, I guess uh, one more question that I have probably kind of goes back to what we first talked about, and that's money, is what happens when the parents believe that they can find it cheaper or, or do it do it cheaper? Yeah. Whatever that do it is. Yeah, I, I guess that's a challenge where you have to let them do the research. Um, yeah. If they find it cheaper and it's awful, explain why. Without being bratty, without being snooty, um, explain, well, this is, do you see how the quality of these two things are really different? And I'd rather invest a little bit more and get a quality thing than just save a little bit money for the sake of saving money. And if they find a more affordable option and it's great, win-win, right? Yep, yep, (laughs) yeah. You know, there, there's there's almost no downside. Let them do the research. If they're challenging you with the fact that, oh, well, you know, back in my day it was this. Okay, well, let's let's see let's see if we can find that. Would you mind Would you mind helping me with that and seeing if you can find a photographer who's who's comparable to to what we're looking for for two hundred and fifty dollars? Because if right. you can and they're amazing, yeah, jump on yeah, that let's opportunity. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm right? even good with that. Right, yeah. exactly. So, you know, maybe that's a, that's a way you can approach it. Not not, hey, let's you can you can research and hire something, but research yeah. and then let's talk about it. Let's come back to the table and figure this out, um, yep. because you don't want them making those decisions without you. That could get a little dicey. But yeah, yeah, Does that and make they sense? technically couldn't sign the agreement either. They, they could, honestly, they, they could. They, they could, but then yeah. they'd be the one making all the decisions in the couple right. unless there's an express third-party beneficiary clause in the contract. The couple wouldn't have any say whatsoever. Exactly. Crazy. Whole That's a whole other podcast episode right there. <laughs> yep. Um, That's a legal wow. thing that, ooh, is dangerous. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, guys, 
moral of the story, love your parents. Give them the opportunity to to say what it is they want to say. Be mm-hmm. kind. Be respectful. Keep mm-hmm. an open mind. Um, say your ABCs. Brush your teeth. Don't forget to wash your feet. And behind and your ears. Behind your ears? Do you behind know what I did ears. the one time? I was like, how do you wash your ears? So I just got my loofah of soap and I just like really scrubbed my ears. I don't recommend that to anybody. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. If you learned anything from this episode, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. We love you. And if you haven't yet, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps us out so much, you guys. You can find the show notes for today's episode at PutAringOnAPodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget, um, connect with us on all of the socials. Yep. I am at DPNAC, D-P-N-A-K, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. And I'm at Daniel Moore Photo on Instagram and Daniel Moore Photography on Facebook and Pinterest. And remember, you can always send us your questions on our website or on the Put a Ring on It podcast Facebook page. We really do our best to answer every single one we get, and we might even include yours in an upcoming episode. Finally, know that you are awesome. And no matter what, remember that your wedding is going to kick butt. Yeah, it is. Bye, guys. Bye.